Well, we're glad that you're joining us again for another episode here as uh, we have been uh, talking about discipleship uh, really in the common spaces, not just in church, uh, not just in a group, but uh, really in a place where uh, you maybe find yourself at listening to this podcast and uh, can help begin those dialogues, those conversations. What does this actually look like uh, within the context of, of the world that I live in? And so uh, as uh, you know, if you've listened to us before, uh, you know, I'm Pastor Dan Hertzler, uh, pastor at Refuge Church in Manor, PA. Um, with me, as always, I got two other guys. I got Ryan. Hey, guys. And uh, Mike. Hey, how's it going? And uh, these two guys are uh, kind of uh, helping in this dialogue and this discussion. We uh, really kind of chuckle sometimes as we think about these topics and we talk about them. Uh, we have so much we like to say, so much we want to talk about. Uh, some of them are uh, full thoughts that we've worked all the way through the conclusion with, and others are just beginning to open up that conversation and how important it is to be able to do that, to be able to begin to open up conversations, uh, not feeling like you have all the answers, but at least want to want to go there. And uh, what we're going to talk about today uh, probably is one of those topics we don't want to go to very often. Uh, it's probably a lot easier if we just kind of put it in the closet, sh- put it under the rug, and uh, don't have to think about it. But it's a huge part of discipleship, and it's one that's really been lacking, I think, in most church concepts. And uh, I was introduced to the idea maybe about three or four years ago uh, from a book, Emotional Spiritual Health, um, by Pete Zazario. Excellent, excellent book. Uh, Its main preface is the idea that you can't grow spiritually without growing emotionally, and that your emotions and your spirituality are are really connected together because you are a, a whole being. And what I loved about it is he, he didn't go too far in one direction or, or too little in the other direction, but there was a really healthy balance um, of trying to, to pull these things together. And uh, one of the things that he says in there, and, and this, this podcast, I'll be quoting quite a bit from it, uh, was the idea that the vast majority of us go to our graves without knowing who we are. And man, that, that really hit me hard because uh, one of the, I think one of the great benefits of discipleship is not just knowing uh, who God is and not just knowing why God has placed you here, but it's also knowing yourself. And what he kind of leads in the idea is that we can't move forward until we go backwards. And what he means by that is that we've got to look at some of our history, uh, our own upbringings and the things we've learned, whether in our homes or at a church or just what we've picked up and we thought was always true. And, and not only that, but he even goes further saying even even your family history has connections. And, you know, some of us come from families uh, that have, um, you know, just a, a history of, of alcoholism or a history of, um, you know, uh, failed relationship after failed relationship or, or just these histories. And, and we don't quite understand it or we just keep going through those things. And so there's something here that, you know, what we were dealing with maybe when we were 10 and when we were 20 and 30 and 40 and 50 and 60, we're dealing with them over and over and over again because we've never been able to go backwards to be able to move forward. And, um, you know, 2 Corinthians five seventeen it tells us, you know, that uh, for anyone who's in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. And, and that's wonderful promise to us. But if we can't sometimes identify the old, then we can't see the new. And, and uh, you know, that's something important that we have to do is to identify that old and and this is this is going to be difficult. It's going to be hard uh, in this journey, 
because uh, these are some of the toughest, hardest, most personal, intimate wounds that we have is coming from family or early childhood. Uh, statistically speaking, we know abuse uh, has been rampant uh, within uh, young children. We know uh, broken families, whether that's because of uh, parents' decisions or choices or whether that's other situations that have come. Uh, we know that there's been many different things going on. And because of these things, uh, uh, we have been conditioned and we've learned to cope and we've learned in some terms actual survival techniques to be able to just make it through childhood. And then we go there and, and, and we enter into adulthood and, and those same things are the same things we pull into that. And then we move right into marriage and jobs and kids and parenting and, and we're doing the same things over and over and over and over again. And so uh, we want to kind of uh, pull this together, bring this uh, together. And, and not only that part of it, but then you look at the other side there's things that maybe we were taught in different churches or different denominations or from different spiritual leaders and we got older and we just kept carrying them through without ever asking the core question, is that of God? Is that from his word? Is that who is Jesus Christ who models and uh, shows us to who is God? And so uh, these are, are huge questions. Like I said in the beginning, we're not going to solve it in this podcast uh, but we want to at least create a, a, an avenue or a space to, or a safe discussion to be able to bring these things in. So, uh, Ryan, as I share all that stuff, the idea of going backwards to move forward, what, what's some of the things that come to your mind? You know, my mind first just goes honestly back to, you know, growing up and growing up in the church, you know, in, uh, you know, a non-denominational church. And that's kind of pretty much where we've stayed for most of my life. But I really had to think of what was I being taught and were the things godly or was I just ungodly, you know, at the time, yeah. you know, because I really struggled with, uh, you know, my mom was like awesome growing up. I can look back in hindsight and say she was awesome. <laughs> but when I was there, I was like, man, she just wants me to be in this Bible all the time. Yeah. You know, it was like everything. Any bad behavior, it was, did you do your quiet time? Did you do that? And it's like, she had the really good intentions. Yeah. But for me, it's just like, I, I couldn't receive it because yeah. I didn't have the Holy Spirit. So I think a lot of it too was going back, seeing the good yeah. in how, uh, what I was maybe taught, you know, maybe it wasn't the best way for me at that point in time in my sure. life. But seeing, I think there was a lot of good in that foundation. Yeah. I just wasn't in the place to receive it. Yeah. You know, so I think yeah. it's just, you know, I think wrestling with that, thinking of, you know, Melissa and I, we have a four month old, yeah. you know, yeah. and he's, he's not going to innately desire God, Yeah. you yeah. know, and it's, it's kind of a crazy thing to think about. Um, but growing up, you know, for me, I felt like God was harsh. Mm. You know, that was the God that I thought I knew. Yeah. A harsh God who wanted to control my life and make me do things I didn't want to do yeah. and stop me from doing all the things I wanted <laughs> to do. Yeah. I was like, okay, I get the principles. I get, you know, Jesus dying on the cross, you know, okay, yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. But he wants to tell me how to live my life. Like yeah. I felt offended. But I think that really revealed who I was, yeah. you yeah. know, and, and so much of, 
of my life was just going from one obsession to another. Hmm. So I have to be very careful hmm. when I start getting interested in whatever, anything, yeah. but in like an obsessive, I've, I think of this all day long kind okay. of way, I'm on a slippery slope of spinning out of control. Yeah. So I think just recognizing that in me has been a really good help of yeah, yeah. slow down. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get hurt. Yeah. But I think just overall looking back, I see probably more good mm. than bad. Yeah. But just recognizing it now in this on this side of the cross for me, yeah. I can actually appreciate it. Yeah. So, you know, some of those things that our parents told us growing up, like, you know, Someday you'll, you'll appreciate this or someday, you know, there might be some wisdom in that. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, we're not here, you know, you mentioned your family and, and, uh, different churches and stuff, you know, we're, we're not here talking about them. We're not here talking about what, you know, negative thing they did, but it's just the reality that, uh, relationships and community is, it's going to have its faults. It's going to have its failures. You know, uh, I'm not going to be the perfect parent and, and my kids could come here and tell you guys all the, the negative things or how they viewed God, maybe by my choices or actions, but um, what is good and healthy with it? And, and there's a buzzword kind of floating around. Um, you, you hear deconstruction, and uh, I'm actually very pro deconstruction with the uh, really important tagline underneath that, be very careful you don't deconstruct the foundation. Um, you know, and the foundation to me is, is who is Christ. The foundation to me is, is who is God according to his word. Uh, that's the foundation. But there's so much, as, as you know, Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians 3, that we build upon that that's going to end up burning up. And whether that's in your family and, and how you're raised or whether that is, uh, you know, other things and choices we've made or church culture can, can always, you know, put a lot of emphasis and stuff that we find out doesn't really have much value or needs to, we need to back away from it and say, wait a second, did we go too far here? Uh, you know, that's important. And then, you know, the other thing you raised, I think is good too. Like we, we've got to realize that we don't know the intent the intentions of the people that are trying to help mm, when we mm -hmm. were younger. So we shouldn't assume that, um, you know, and we didn't receive it a certain way because we were younger in a different place. And uh, so there, you know, again, this is not a therapy session. This is not something to say, okay, let's, let's spill out all the things that why, you know, we are because we have mom issues or dad issues or uh, something happened, but they're also very real and we need to kind of unpack them and, I do think the, the healthier we are uh, in our faith, which goes with the healthierness we are in our emotional capacity to have those conversations, the better off we're going to be because we can go backwards, we can unpack it, and then we can move forward. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, just speaking along the same lines of that, like, I think right now, going back, I can actually see, like... <laughs> my mom was basically right about almost everything, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I just couldn't see it, yeah. you know? And so I think like going back has been such a good thing yeah. to see like, wow, like there was so much that I was raised in that was awesome. I just didn't see it yeah. as that at that time. Yeah. And also you said too, you've also learned a little bit as an adult, you can have an a, a obsession yeah. personality in that thing. And you have to be very careful. And that's part of the healthiness of going back and seeing those patterns. And then making sure that you don't fall back into that or, mm -hmm. you know, you're not jumping at the next new thing or, yeah. you know, going to pack up your family and move to Africa and be a missionary <laughs> tomorrow. So that'd be great. Uh, Mike, uh, you know, what's some of your thoughts when we talk about moving or looking backwards to move forward? 
Yeah, uh, I think for me, um, I am a punk rock kid at heart. And so <laughs> I have never really liked the establishment, so to speak, or any of that. And uh, I grew up in, uh, and I've, I've referenced it before, but just some um, really kind of hyper-legalistic environments. And uh, there were some really well intentioned people, I think, um, to give them the benefit of the doubt. Uh, but things just didn't sit right with me. And, and, and growing up, um, I would probably be considered agnostic. I couldn't deny, um, a creator God. I just, I didn't know who he was. Um, and it wasn't until later in life that, that I came to know Jesus. And through Jesus, I came to know Yahweh, right? This, this Hebrew God who's the only God. So he's not just the Hebrew God, but that's yeah. where we see him identified. Um, and then I'm just sitting with all this background of mm. baggage. And so I want, I wanted to know why, Yeah. why don't I like this? Like what, what are the pieces that I don't like that I just need to come to grips with? Or is there anything I need to come to grips with? And, and, and to just kind of walk through that. Um, and so I probably went through a deconstruction so to speak before it was like the hip cliche thing to do and the reason yeah. I even say cliche is because you know for me anybody that's walking through that kind of a, a thing mm-hmm. um don't just do it to say that you're doing it yeah you know what I mean like I, like if you're challenging and walking through some of this stuff like I, I my question is always well what do you have a problem with and why do you have a problem with it yeah. um and that is really the journey i went on was yeah. was so what does the do i know what the bible actually says or do i just know what people say about it hmm. um and like growing up and growing up in sunday school and samson is this great hero and this great judge well if you go through and read yeah. the bible samson's actually kind of painted out as a failure and i yeah. think that there's an argument to be made that samuel did the job samson never did and there's just there's all sorts of stories in that and I had a lot of things that that I was bringing to the table about God Mm. um that were just blatantly untrue yeah and 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 so whenever I would see hypocrisy within organized religion or whatever it is that you want to call it yeah that exists and 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 I think um some of that really just stems from again some of these dogmatic approaches where um, the tradition becomes the religion as opposed to like really seeing what it is that, that we're called to do that, that God is calling us to do. And so, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a critically important thing that, that all of us do to a point where we really go back and, and why do you believe the things that you believe? Yeah. And, and again, it's just, do you actually know what this is or do you just know what people say about it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, as we say this again, we, we recognize there is great danger in this, sure. uh, because you can deconstruct or you can go back and, uh, you know, I've seen people, um, you know, just tear apart uh, the really foundations of what we're talking about, um, the Bible and, and who Jesus is. Yeah. It's with great fear and trepidation. And, and I know we're going to talk about this more a little bit later, but, um, if you walk into any, whether it's deconstruction or anything, if you yeah. walk in with an agenda, if you're yeah. looking for the white rabbit, you're going to find the white rabbit. Yeah. And so if, if it's for the purpose of why do I believe what I believe, I think that can be with caution healthy. Yeah. But if it is, if, if it's really because I have a problem with God, well, guess what? You're going to find your problems with God. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it too, if you have grown up, um, in a spot where, um, you know, it was just chaotic. 
you know, and, and uh, I, I can't think of the, the person I read this from, but they talked about the, the person that's always searching for home because they've never had home is always going to be restless, is always going to be looking uh, and always feeling like they have to be on because they can never fully rest because they've never yeah. known home. Um, whereas a person that maybe grew up in a, in a more safe home uh, has a little bit more um, stability in their life and they, they, they have a little bit more willingness to just wherever they're at, they're okay because they're at home. Um, you know, this beginning, this discussion, it really can open up Pandora's box. It can really be this, this, okay, do we really want to go here because I've been stuffing this and I've been putting this down or I've been using this other thing to cope with this because I don't want to deal with that. And, and, you know, there are so many things out there that we can use to coping with stuff, not just, you know, what we normally associate with addictive behaviors, but really like our job or our identity as a parent, or, you know, I've seen people using exercise as a way of coping because they just have to keep going and going and going and going and they can't ever stop. Uh, You know, these are huge questions. If we find ourselves repeating the same stuffs over and over and over again, like, you know, if you feel like you've just been going after, you know, like you've had five jobs in the last two years and every job you've had, it's always ended the same way. Maybe there's something that you need to ask because there's one common denominator out of those five jobs is it's you. Um, that's the same with relationships. That's the same with how you view and look at God. And, and, you know, there's so many times I, as a pastor and people have come to me and I've been able to share with them, you know, I don't think that's of God. And they look at you like, well, you're not supposed to say that pastor. Like, <laughs> you know, these are, these are things I've learned and these are the spiritual words I need to say. And this is the, 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 you know, the, the spiritual, um, you know, practice that gives me the right answer. And I'm like, no, like, you're missing something here. And, um, you know, and again, I, I've, I've, uh, probably spent a lot of time reading on this ever since I read, uh, Pete Cesario's book and it's really opened up my eyes. And, um, you know, I think sometimes, um, pastors are some of the most guiltiest of all of us (laughs) where the church becomes its own coping or its own condition, its own thing that it uses to cover up its own, uh, the pastor's own issues. And so I've taken that to heart. And, uh, you know, you guys will know that part of the things I'll say all the time is like, you know, we can't bring our own chaos into the chaos and we can't, you know, help minister to people if we aren't doing the things that, you know, God talks about and Sabbath and rest and stillness and listening. All those things are so valuable in this. Um, you know, I, I even heard someone say, you know, I, I think, um, most pastors should, uh, before they go to seminary, they should probably go to therapy, <laughs> uh, because we've got to work through those things or we're just using God to mask, uh, uh, these, some of these issues. And, and so often that happens as well too. Uh, we use God and, and we just fill another Bible study. We fill another, you know, uh, how to do the Christian life exercise or, or uh, conference where, Really, God is just saying, no, you need to you need to figure yourself out and think through why you're doing this. So, um, Ryan, what are some things that you've read uh, when it comes to this topic? Well, I think, you know, just thinking about this, my mind went back to in Genesis where, you know, Adam and Eve had sinned. Yeah. And they, you know, God's looking for them and they hid because they were naked. Yeah. And, you know, God finds them because he's God. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> But the crazy thing is when they say, you know, we are naked and we hid, mm-hmm. he says, who told you that? Yeah. You know, who told you that you were naked? Yeah. You know, who told you that? And I think 
that question is so good to ask in the Christian life, in any part of life is who told you that what you're believing now, what was the source? Where did that come from? You know, I think it's so healthy just in the church. No pastor is infallible, you know, and there's bound to be some kind of error, you know, some, something in whatever. Um, but I think just looking back with that, because, you know, if you're not reading God's word for yourself, you know, you have to either trust someone else or trust that, you know, better than that person, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. because I've heard so many people who would identify, you know, as Christians or, you know, in the, in the part of the church, um, just saying, well, you know, I don't really believe that God X, Y, or Z, or, well, I just believe this. It's like, but your belief could very much be valid. Yeah. But if it doesn't match up with what the living God says, it can't be true. So I think there's so much of going back to what has God already said, Yeah, you know, and and I think that is a healthy going back. Yeah. Good. Good. Uh, Mike, what, what, what are some things you've been reading on this topic? So actually along the same lines, um, also to, to quote a famous wise guy in Jesus in the Bible. Right. But, um, I, I think back to just some moments of crisis, um, that I was having and, and, you know, even being raised up in the church and everything and you hear, Oh, if you just believe in Jesus, you're like someone who's built their house on a rock. And, and, and so like, I know these things that I've grown up with, but I've always struggled. I'm like, I don't always feel like someone who has their house built on a rock as opposed to built on sand and going back through the gospels this last week. Um, one of the things that I saw was, well, that's not what the Bible actually says. Yeah. It doesn't say that if you believe in Jesus, you are like one who has built their house on a rock on the sand. That's actually combining two gospels in John and Matthew in two different things that they have said. See the gospel of John's all about believing in Jesus, right? Uh, Along with some other things, but in Matthew, what it actually says, Jesus says, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like one who has built their house on a rock. Mm. And it goes on to talk about one who builds their house on the sand. And all of a sudden it made so much more sense to me. And, yeah. and, and to Ryan's point that he just made, um, you know, don't proof text it, but go and fact check the Bible a little bit. And, yeah. and, and, you know, what does it say? Those, those moments where it's like, oh God, I feel like, um, you're not coming through for me. Well, did God say he was going to come through for yeah. you? Yeah. We're really good at putting words in his mouth and not actually looking at the words that, that he's given us. And, yeah. and I feel like that just in reading the Bible lately for me has been particularly convicting. Mm, that's good. That's good. And, and, you know, it's so easy for us to, to, change a word or two sure. that alters the significant meaning. So, you know, well, obviously you believed, but were you putting, you know, uh, into practice the things of what right. the word said and, and the difference between what that makes? Um, you know, I think uh, for me, you know, I, I ask the questions all the time, like, you know, and Pete Cesare uses this quote too, like Jesus in my heart, but it's grandpa in my bones. <laughs> and I love that phrase because I think, okay, am I doing this because I just have always done this yeah. or I'm doing this because that's the way I was raised. And, you know, as a, as a, a white male living in a conservative uh, world for most of my life, um, it's important that I step out of my own context into other cultures, uh, learning uh, other uh, ideologies, uh, and challenging myself to say, okay, do I just believe this because it's it's what uh, God says, or do I believe it because it's just how I've always been raised? 
And so much of us, again, we're, we're fearful of that. We're afraid of that. Yet I think um, some of the, the, the things that happen in growing in Christ as we become freer, we're not bound to anything. And in that freedom, I can freely uh, learn and put myself in other spots without somehow, you know, putting God's, you know, word at risk. It's, it's going to endure forever. So, you know, whether someone agrees with me or not, and I sit and I want to listen to them, doesn't change God's word. Now I have to make a decision. Okay. Which one am I, like we've been saying, which one am I going to say is the foundation or which one am I going to bet my life on? And it's going to be God's word, but I can at least listen. I can hear, and I can maybe learn, uh, even from someone that, you know, may come to different conclusions. So, um, like I said, you know, this is a huge topic. Um, you know, we could probably spend multiple, uh, multiple episodes, uh, just talking about it, but Ryan, we do want to give some practical thoughts just as we will kind of wrap this up. What, what's some practical thoughts? So I would say just two things going back daily, you know, so many people throughout, you know, Christendom have said, there's so much value in preaching the gospel to yourself, going back to the cross, reminding yourself that Jesus became a man, <laughs> you know, lived, you know, just going through and just reminding yourself of yeah. the gospel. Yeah. And then two, you know, having someone in your life, yeah. someone who has, you know, maybe older, wiser, you know, gone through this Christian life, uh, someone who you can confide in, yeah. in a safe space you know, whether it's a counselor, you know, or start praying for someone like this, uh, that you can just ask them questions, you know, just be vulnerable and ask them things you're struggling with or wrestling with, because going back, I think on your own can be dangerous, but if you're walking side by side with someone else who's there for you, then I think you can do it in a really healthy way. Yeah. That's a, that's a wonderful point. We, we, again, we hear that word safe and you know, uh, it's, it's so important that you have somebody because if you start this journey by yourself or you start this journey, uh, with the internet, uh, you're, you're gonna, or social media, uh, it's gonna, it's gonna kind of go sideways really quick. You'll find, like Mike said earlier, you'll find that white rabbit, no matter where you're looking for. But if you can just have someone that's, you know, they're not judging or they're not trying to give you all the answers. Uh, they just want you to, to, uh, share and talk Man, that's such a gift. Um, and, you know, uh, there's going to be points where you're going to look and say, you know what, um, I need more than just someone I can share with. I, I need professional counseling. And, um, you know, therapy and counseling, uh, it, it's getting better in the, in the way that we see it. It got a long way to go because we all need it. Uh, we all need to work through these things. Um, you know, not only even beginning into the whole mental health discussion, that's a whole nother topic, but just the ability to, to, to share with somebody that can help you work through your process, uh, work through your thoughts is such a must. And then like you said, Ryan, too, like, you know, the gospel, the gospel of who Jesus is, just who is Jesus himself uh, is what we need to keep coming back to and coming back to and coming back to uh, and just keep asking those questions, asking those questions uh, and then resting in that and then, you know, finding your freedom, not in what a church tells you or a spiritual advisor tells you or, you know, those those can be good, but we've also seen they can be negative. And so, uh, just ultimately resting in who Jesus is and, and what he says. And so we just want to let you know that, again, uh, we have a website, churchrefuge.com. You can email us at info at churchrefuge.com. Uh, maybe something like this stirred something, or maybe you were praying yesterday, 
God, show me something, and you heard this podcast, and now you're suddenly like, okay, God, uh, maybe I need to do something, or maybe I need to look back. Um, we'd love to be able to connect you with some people that can help. Uh, and so please feel free to email us or find us on the, on the, the internet, uh, and we'd love to be able to do that. <laughs>